We here are all such innovative people. So I am telling you, if you want to change the world, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to build the Iron Man suit, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to play theme music during your convocation speech like a badass, we're at Georgia Tech. We can do that. I am doing that. And we are doing this. This is the podcast known as What's the Good Word? It is a podcast about Georgia Tech athletics by Georgia Tech alum and fans for Georgia Tech alum and fans. My name is Steven. I am the alum. His name is Joshua. He is the fan. Joshua, what is the good word? To hell with Georgia and to hell with South Carolina State because that's who's up next. That's right. We want to uh, want to apologize. I don't know if I need an apology or just an acknowledgement that we realize that we've been doing every other week episodes over the summer. And we kind of said maybe in our last episode, we'd come at you next in a week. And we decided last week to not do an episode. Some friends of show have reached out and said, hey, when's the next episode dropping? Uh, I th- We have a very loyal following that wants to hear from us. The dozens and dozens are very, um, very vocal about what they... When they want, when they want the episodes, they let us know. And in order to hopefully become a show with dozens of dozens, right? See, instead of dozens and dozens, dozens of dozens, mm-hmm. change the variable. That's what they taught me at Tech, and I'm using the preposition as a variable. Anyway, sorry. If we want to become a show to dozens of dozens of fans, we believe now is the time, with the kickoff of the football season, to go weekly. So. I am happy to announce that What's the Good Word is back in the weekly saddle. This will be our first show, and we will do a show every week. We are launching this one a little late because, Joshua, you and I have been just consuming the- consuming baseball and working. <laughs> yes. Uh, that uh, Burning the candle at both ends, insert your own analogy here. But we are getting into it. I apologize for the two-minute introduction. Let's get right into the news of the day. I will tell you it's going to be a show almost entirely about the first football game against Louisville. We will talk about what we saw, what we think. We would love to hear what you guys think. We heard some comments from some people. And there will be some other news before we get to the football. I always say this might be a short show, and we always end up going about 35 minutes because Joshua and I like to talk. So let's not jinx it. Let's not say anything. That's right. Let's I will just not say let anything. it flow. All right. Before we get to, we are going to talk about some volleyball news. I do want to say that it's becoming a tradition now, and I don't know when the tradition is going to stop. We do need to acknowledge and take a moment to discuss to this date the greatest Georgia Tech alum doing the greatest things in sports entertainment. Joe Anowai, former defensive tackle, uh, nose tackle at Georgia Tech, also known as Roman Reigns, surpassed 1,100 days recently as WWE Universal Undisputed Heavyweight Champion. And there was another significant point. He passed the three-year mark. Friend of show Elijah made sure to say, hey, you need to say that Roman Reigns passed, surpassed three Wrestling years. historian Elijah. That's right. That's right. He surpassed three years as champ. So, Joe, we acknowledge you. And, Roman, you are the head of the table. He's the head of my table. Absolutely. 
Speaking of a team going to the head of the table. I'll say speaking of the head of the table. That's right. The Georgia Tech volleyball women's team is dominating the early part of their season. They have gotten out to a 4-0 record, which includes three different wins against top 15 opponents. We had talked about on August the 26th and Saturday, they had beaten eighth-ranked Penn State at that point in time, 3-1. to one. They then went on to face Ohio State at a weekend series at Ohio State. They Ohio State was ranked 12th at the time. Georgia Tech beat them twice. I'm sorry, I should not sound so incredulous. This women's volleyball team is showing up and showing out. They beat Ohio State in both matches three games to one. Again, like I said, they beat them in Columbus. I would encourage everybody to go to ramblinrec.com. There's some great video highlights. YouTube has a, a channel for the women's volleyball team. You can catch some highlights of, of the match. And they just they played a great match. They are, are home to face South Alabama this week. They face Stetson, Florida A&M. So they have three smaller schools to face before the next big test, I would say. They are facing Georgia. Friday, September the 15th, that match is taking place at McCamish. So we want to encourage everybody to buy tickets to that to that uh, event and watch their team play. But yeah, uh, out of that match, the only other thing I will say is we had two Jackets land weekly ACC honors. You think you would if you go up and beat the 12th ranked Ohio State Buckeyes in their house twice. Tech is ranked 11th currently. I believe that those wins will probably get them a little higher next week. But uh, Paola Pimentel and freshman outside hitter Larissa Mendez have been recognized by the ACC as Players of the Week. Uh, Pimentel was ACC Defensive Player of the Week, and Mendez was tabbed ACC Co-Freshman of the Week. So shout out to those Lady Jackets, and keep doing what you're doing. And we will keep talking about you no matter what you do. And we hope to see continued success. Absolutely. So here we go. Done with the news. Um, we wish I wish we could bring you more news at the moment, but not a ton going on recruiting-wise. I don't have a ton of access to the baseball stuff because Perfect Game is behind a paywall, which is so stupid because their entire teams are behind paywalls, and you also have to be pay more money to even follow the sport, but either way. Um, fall fall tennis schedule is is coming soon. There will be some golf tournaments to talk about, and, and track and field will start their indoor season. But it really is all about the football and volleyball teams right now in the early part of the season. Indeed. So, Georgia Tech, Louisville, and Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Georgia Tech, Ed, we, I will cover this more, but um, I can tell you the point spread was about eight and a half. And the people that I respect, the people that I follow, was picking Louisville on the over. Uh, Louisville had a lot of helium going into this game. A lot of national uh, writers really liked what they were seeing out of Jeff Brom and all the uh, recruits that he brought in, all the transfers, Jack Plummer, Jamari Thresh. To to go with that opinion, if you watch the pregame at all, 90% of the pregame was all about Louisville and, and especially about Brom. I mean, that... Brom and Plummer were the stars of the pregame. Oh, so, so Brom is a, a Louisville alum himself, came home. It's always kind of been that's like the golden child. If they can get him, maybe the program will be back to some relevance. And Plummer, I believe, played for him 
at one mm-hmm. point previously yes. at Purdue yep. where he played well. So it, it was um, a natural story. Yeah. I just didn't know if it needed to be the only story. Well, of course not, but it's ESPN. I mean, they talked about how the ACC struggled in the week one, despite the fact that Florida State beat the brakes off of top five team, um, you know, SEC darling LSU. Right. And how Duke looks, you know, legit and UNC beat the brakes off of South. But anyway, I'm rambling. So Georgia Tech did play Louisville on Friday and they unfortunately dropped the game 39 to 34. But that final score does not tell the entire story. Um, After a back and forth first quarter that was not exactly a good back and forth. It was more of back and forth of ineptitude. A feeling out process. There you go. Georgia Tech put the smack down on the candy booty of Louisville, putting up 28 points in the second quarter, winning the quarter 28 to 7. Um, of the scoring plays that happened in that quarter, you had Haynes King throwing a touchdown to Brent Scyther, the new uh, tight end from Georgia. You had Louisville transfer Trey Cooley running in a touchdown from one yard. Um, you had Trey Cooley running another touchdown in from 23 yards and a deep b- ball to Christian Lane from Haynes King for 48 yards. So everything was working, more or less, for the Georgia Tech offense. Buster Faulkner was dialing up some plays. Haynes was distributing the ball. In there, you did get a touchdown pass to um, from Jack Plummer that made it 14-13 at the time, but then Tech pulled away. 13-28 going into the half. That is where, unfortunately, things got a little dicey. The third quarter, Louisville was able to close it and make it 23-28 going into the fourth. Uh, they then made it 29-28, at which point uh, Georgia Tech, they drove. They were driving the field, um, aided by some penalties from Louisville, but they were driving the field until Haynes King was sacked on third down and fumbled the ball. Blindsided, yeah. Blindside hit, and then the immediate next play was a 74-yard touchdown run for Louisville that more or less put the game out of reach. Uh, Georgia Tech, they did kick a field goal with 239 left to go up 39-28, and Georgia Tech was able to get a consolation touchdown, make it 39-34 with a minute 14 remaining. They were not able to recover the onside kick, and the game was over. Um, A brief recap of some of the highlight players. Haynes King had himself a game, uh, 19 of 32, 313 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. He was also the team's leading rusher with 53 yards on 10 attempts. A couple QB keepers there that he he took for some good ones. Trey Cooley in his Georgia Tech debut, nine rushes, 52 yards, uh, two touchdowns. Malik Rutherford was the leading receiver with five catches for 85 yards. Uh, was it Chase? I think it's Chase Lane. I believe I misspoke. The Texas A&M transfer. Mm-hmm. He also had three catches for 69 yards. Uh, running back or wide receiver turned running back Jamal Haynes. Was also a receiver in this game, four catches for 56 yards, so and a bit of a was dual a, threat. And was a big runner, too. Had 51 yards rushing Indeed. on 11. Had, had more attempts than anybody else. Absolutely. And then on defense, Trenilius Tatum had a good game, eight tackles on the uh, game. Clayton Powell Lee had an interception with two passes defended. Important to note that both him and LaMiles Brooks both came out of the game uh, with injuries, mm-hmm. but both are listed on the depth chart for this coming game, so we'll see if they're okay. Maybe it was precautionary. Um, Georgia Tech did not get any sacks on the game, at least according to the Bleacher Report. They did not. They did not. So the defensive line did not play very well. Um, And other than that, the seven penalties for Louisville, two for Georgia Tech. But Georgia Tech had two turnovers to one. Relatively even when you look at the stat sheet, 
but Georgia Tech, unfortunately, had some costly turnovers at the wrong times, and Louisville was able to just kind of ride out the the storm and the overpowering Georgia Tech attack in the second quarter and was able to slowly but yeah. steadily chip away and win. So thank you for the professional sports broadcaster recap. Well done. Thank well you. done. Uh, nice stat-riddled recap. The story of the game. Georgia Tech comes out. Haynes King gives up an interception on his first possession, which really wasn't his fault. If I'm not mistaken, I believe the ball kind of got tipped and caught, if I'm not mistaken. I Forgive me if I have Unfortunately, that Unfortunately, I was at a wedding yeah. for the first half or so of this game. So, I was focused on that, and my buddy texted me and was like, Georgia Tech needs to chill out. And I was like, oh, what's what's happening? And I checked the score. I was I was very excited. And then I got home and was like, oh, it, it's gone. Yeah, so the story of the game is we came out and, and we had a bad – you know, punch to the mouth early, but the defense held them to just a field goal on that first turnover. That's good. That's a good sign. The offense kind of started, then it was a feeling out process for most of the rest of the first quarter. In the second quarter, Tech found some stuff that worked. They were finding gaps in the run game. They were finding uh, bubble screens that were working. They were doing kick blocks that were, that kick out blocks that, that were springing people and they found some gaps and they exploited them. And Haynes and, and Haynes showed he is a legit quarterback who can run when he needs to, can extend plays, and was accurate as all get out. Tech alum and fans have been if you've been waiting for an accurate quarterback, you this is like the dream land because it's like, oh, he's actually accurate. Pretty, pretty good. So that was nice. Clearly, the rest of the story is. Louisville seemed to adjust some things. And what began, what my opinion of the second half story is Tech did not adjust and what was working stopped working. And they went back to what was in the first quarter, which was they really couldn't just line up and impose their will. They couldn't get yardage on the ground. Uh, They had closed off whatever was working and either Tech couldn't adjust, didn't adjust, or didn't have an answer for the adjustment and were stuck just kind of doing what they could. I hate that they they did get a drive where Haynes was, was blindsided and fumbled. You could say that's bad luck, but unfortunately that was the other part of the story of the game. The offensive line still has work to do. There were some good things, but there were way too many no no yard rushing plays, Haynes having to get rid of the ball too quickly or under pressure, and then, you know, just whiffed on a block. I mean, it it, it really that just that hurt. That really, really hurt. And um so yeah, that's that was the kind of the story of the game. But let's let's do this. Here's what I want to ask you. What and I assume you've seen enough of the highlights and other stuff you missed the first half, but you've seen enough. What did you see? We we kind of talked about what were we looking for. What did you see? What what do you like and and or what do you not like of Brent Key's first game in his first full season as head coach? I like how I like how the team responded after the game. I, I, they were definitely frustrated and they knew that they took their eye off the ball. And I like the the self accountability that comes from that. I like Brent Key basically going, you know, we. we 
we we screwed up um and that's not good so i i, I like that um i was surprised i will say about how athletic haynes king was mm-hmm. i didn't realize he was such a rush a, a runner i figured he was a decent athlete i didn't think he was going to be like a qb keeper guy i was very surprised by that and i'm very happy to see that and when he had time and when you know when there was something there he was very very capable of distributing the ball and making plays both with his legs and with his arm the offensive line was definitely an issue it looked like every drop back that i saw he was more or less pressured within a second or two of him completing his three-step drop um and i did see maybe one too many deep shots down the sideline where we're sort of like we're just going to throw it up to blaylock and let him figure it out i'm not the biggest fan of that and if you are going to do it, I would I would argue that Abdul Janay should be your guy, but um, Buster watches him every week and every day in practice. So I will divulge, but I just the, the shot play down the sideline, unless you've got a true burner or a, a DK Metcalf type, I'm not the biggest fan of that. I feel like it's a bit of a low um, – what's the word I'm looking for? I, I just don't think it's – I don't think it's the greatest. It's the low probability play right. because it requires – so much to go right. It's ball placement and out jumping and the DB doesn't get his head around and nobody's called for pass interference, which you could call pass interference on every one of those plays. Um, the defensive, the defense did not play very well. That's for sure. Correct. And the D line, which we said was going to be a strength of this team. They did not get a lot of push. They up got front. no push. So we'll it's, see if that was a Louisville thing where it's like Louisville just has a really good O line or if we just kind of, big this team up to be a little bit better than it was. Yeah, the the defensive line got no quarterback pressure. There were some stops on the run that were okay. They I did I was disappointed in the defense's overall performance after being so good last year to see so many missed open field tackles by this you know great defensive backfield. Way too many swing and misses on open field tackles or just poor tackling. And that's basic, right? If key wants to return to basics, just make the tackle, but you also got to get pressure on the quarterback as great as our defensive backfield is. You've got to get some pressure on the quarterback. And I think what I interpret, and I could be dead wrong on this, but it just sure seemed like in the second half, Tech played to not lose rather than play to win. They got this lead and they came out and it was almost like they, I didn't see a lot of, I didn't see a lot of creativity from Thacker in the second half. I didn't see a lot of stunt rushes. I didn't see a lot of, you know, trying to scheme your way to something. I just saw almost like a base defense, but then they weren't making tackles and it hurt them. And I saw them kind of play back on their heels is what it looked like. And when you give up as many unanswered points as we did in the second half, it's easy to say that then. So that bothered me. The let's talk about some good because we've, we've talked about the negative because the negative is we lost. And the other negative of that is we lost a game. We really could have and possibly should have won after the second quarter where we did no wrong on both ends of the ball. You've got to you've got to do what you need to do to win that game, and I just felt like they what they did was just kind of. I sure hope this is going to keep working. And after coming off a team with such a bad head coach who couldn't 
who didn't get anybody better and then was horrible in game situations. I just saw a coach that struggled in some game situations. And I I want to give him a pass to an extent because it's his first full-time head coaching job. But Brent, you got to do better. You've got to work on that. So as this team gets better, you've got to get better. So let's get to the positive. We're about 20 minutes in. Let's get to the positive because the number one positive is if you didn't see the potential for this team to be better almost immediately from what you've watched the last three or four years, then I can't help you because there was so much to see that was better. First and foremost, two penalties. Second and almost as foremost, you had two turnovers on your offense, which one was kind of a fluke at the beginning and the other one was just a massive mistake. So they, other than that, they really protected the ball. They also um, only gave up one sack. They, they Yes, for all the bad rushing, Haynes, Haynes and some other stuff, they did only give up one sack. And you could tell from the offense, they were trying to get the ball out quick. Yeah, so they're the trying to counter that. But hopefully they can add more to the playbook. But I saw a very, very disciplined team. I saw a very, very tough team. I saw a team that played hard the entire game and played pretty well. You saw enough flashes of enough talent that this team does have some potential. Now, I don't know how much of that potential we're going to see in wins and losses this year, but if they go out and put themselves in a position to win most of the games they play this year, if not all of the games they play, because that's what they did. They put themselves in a position to win. I was frustrated because they lost, but I realized that's a little better than being frustrated because I'm embarrassed. And that's what we've lived with the last two years. Yeah, that, that was the biggest takeaway for me was that they were actually in this game against a quality opponent. Because, um, again, with um, Hugh shall not be named at the helm, George Tech was rarely in games like this. And it was almost, if they were in a game like this, the other team had to be playing so bad or yeah. have so much stuff go against them. And, to, and again, my interpretation, it wasn't that Louisville played terrible. It was that... Georgia Tech played really, really well, and they found something that they exploited, and their defense stopped Louisville. And then you got to give Louisville some credit. They adjusted, they came out, and they kind of enforced their will on us. And we didn't have an answer to that. Yep. So, yeah, I, that's kind of what I saw. Yeah, I mean, I, the fact that we were in this game in the fourth quarter and that they, we had a chance to take the lead with like eight minutes left mm-hmm. was huge. We other than you know key stint as the interim last year whenever collins was in charge it was never it was never like that they lost to the citadel right, right. i mean the, now with louisville who's probably going to be a nine win at minimum team if everything goes right for them and they're not like killed by injuries or whatever like on paper they are one of the top five easily easily top five teams in the acc <clears throat> to be neck and neck with them and be playing with them and have so many good flashes to intend even be sitting in a position where we go, man, we should have had that one. That's that's a massive improvement from where this team was not even a year ago. Now, I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but I know anybody listening to this show probably goes on social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or X or whatever, and are probably part of some online groups. So 
if, if you are, I do want to acknowledge there were two basic things I heard or read of the reactions of fans. And it seems to be, as with everything currently in our society, it's either one extreme or the other. On the one extreme, it was, hey, everybody be patient. I saw some good things. Kind of what I said. And I think it's funny that I'm saying that's an extreme. Right? It's not an extreme. It's normal. Yeah. But then the other is same year, you know, different year, same crap. Oh, this team sucks. Oh, we're terrible. We're never going to do anything. Why'd they hire this guy? My favorite was if we'd hired Dion, we would have, you know, we would have beat him by 30 and we'd be, you know, we'd be getting all this NIL money. And all. so. And I, if we had just hired Nick Saban, I right. mean, we'd be fine. Well, but the idea was Dion was available. And, you yeah, know, but was he taking I know, meetings? I know. No, no. And not I can't stand us. people like that. It's right. the same thing in free agency when it's like, well, if we had just signed this guy, who says that guy was picking up our calls? So I just want to acknowledge that some of your friends and family may be overreacting in the negative way. And I think the thing to remind everybody is something I said in the last episode, which is that, you know, Bobby Ross went went one in 10 or three and nine his first couple of years. And Bill Curry went one in 10. This is going to take some time. Now, I'm hoping... And I believe that to be a successful season this year, I believe Brent really, I want them to win six or seven games. I want to be talking about a bowl game. That would be wonderful. If things fall everything right and you get lucky a little bit, maybe we go more than that. Maybe we, you know, or if you're in every game, you're giving yourself a chance to have an an amazing season because the 90, you know, anyway, I'm I'm not going to go back there again. But I will say that, We have to acknowledge that this loss sucks because we were winning and we played well and then we played poorly. And we have to acknowledge that we played poorly. But I I hope all of you saw what I saw, which was a lot more toughness, a lot more discipline. And friend of show Kent has has reminded me multiple times that you should watch. I would say watch Brett, Brett, uh, Brett Key's weekly press conference. Watch what he says after the game. They are preaching toughness, discipline, togetherness. I mean, they've got these four character traits. And I was going to shout out, if you want to do a little more reading, there is a very good article. Oh, I found it. Hang on. It is on ESPN.com. Yes, there are good things on ESPN.com occasionally. Harry Lyles Jr., who's an ESPN staff writer, wrote a great article about Georgia Tech football and men's basketball programs look to make most of their fresh starts. And he starts by talking about Key, and then he starts, then he moves to Damon, and then he actually talks about JBAT. And he just is talking about how they really are trying to completely change the culture. And there's some great quotes in there about Brent Key. And and the main art the main question is: can they succeed in the shadow of the idiots in Athens? Um, that's my words, not his. They who they who can't spell dog right. And Key kind of said, hey, man, Kirby's done a great job. That's a great school. They, they, they've done good things. And he goes, but, and he points out that there's some building right outside their stadium that has this big LED sign about Georgia. They're, they're a sponsor of, of UGA. And he goes, you don't think I'm bringing my players out here to run stadium steps? Because that pisses me off. You don't think it, I want it to piss them off too and have toughness and togetherness? Find that article, uh, again, ESPN.com about Georgia Tech football and and Harry Lyles Jr. and it ta- and then they talked to Damon and they talked to Jay Bat. It's a very good article. I was going down this road now. I can't remember. I don't have a good pivot question to you, so I'm going to stop yammering and let you talk for a little while. How's that? Isn't that a good? Isn't that slightly Something. annoying? 
Um, up next on the docket for the Yellow Jackets, they do have another game coming up. It's going to be at South Carolina State University at HBCU. Ladies and gentlemen, isn't that why he should be on uh, some sports channel somewhere? That was a great, that was a great segment. Got to carry you somehow, uh, all the time. So South Carolina State is zero and two on the season. Um, they played week zero um, to kick off the year, and they lost. Sorry, pull it up. They lost to Charlotte twenty-four to three. They then got obliterated last week by Jackson State, Dion's old school, uh, thirty-seven to seven. So we better win. This is supposed to be one of those cupcake games on the season. Isn't it bad that after the what we lived through with he who shall not be named? We're like, I sure hope they win this game. Well, it's any given Saturday, right? <laughs> anyone can beat you anyone. You gotta play. You gotta show up. They and can play. show up and have the right. game of their lives. Yes, we've got to show knows, up and play. Right. This is the chance to get everything right because up next on the docket after them, we're gonna be traveling a couple states uh, west and going to Mississippi to play Ole Miss. Yep. In their house. Yep. Gonna be interesting to see what happens yep. there. But South Carolina State up next at Bobby Dodd. There is a deal going on um, with tickets. They announced that all tickets, or I don't know about all tickets, but there are $5 tickets available. They're trying to get as many people in the doors as, as possible. So if you're looking for something to do on Saturday and you got a couple dollars to spare, I'll go even, watch the Jets. I'll even say it a different way. If you had abandoned, if you had walked away from this team because of their frustration with the last he who shall not be named, Great opportunity to go see Brent Key. Great opportunity to see the new regime. Get back in Bobby Dodd. Get back in the stadium. Do the Budweiser song and watch a victory. Plus, it'll be the last home game until Bowling Green in, in like three weeks. Yeah. So they well, yeah. So they yeah they play uh, they play away at Ole Miss. They play away at Wake Forest. Then they play Bowling Green and they play away at Miami. So a very tough stretch. We don't need to hop into October yet. Yeah, we, we covering those on later. Shows. Well, we said it. We said it at the beginning. I think I said it at the beginning. You got these six games with with four pretty strong opponents. We we still we'll have to see what Wake Forest is like. But you know, I I, I would like to come out of that with with three or four wins. I, I, that's what you want, I think. Of course, the radical fan. Okay, we lost one. Now we got to now we got to run the string. So we'll see what happens. What do you want to see this weekend? A win. Okay. Can you be – what do you want to I see? Want to see I don't want to see Haynes King running for his life. Right. I want to see pressure on the quarterback because I had highlighted it before. The reason I wasn't as bullish on this team as some of the other fans I had seen was the defense was replacing so much talent. It was going to take a little bit. And we saw that in this game. Trinilius Tatum had a pretty good game. Paul Mawala had a decent game. But it's hard to replace A.C. Lee and Charlie Thomas. Right. And it's even harder to replace Keon White. And the last game, the game against Louisville, it was obvious we haven't replaced Keon White. Right. We haven't even attempted to make a facsimile of him. So what I want to see is I want to see this team improve. That is what I want to see every single week. I want to see things I can point to and say they're improving because of this. And I do not want to see this team digress. You went out there and competed. You lost the game. Now go out there and show how tough you are. Show how good you can be. And you know what? Run over this opponent, put up a bunch of points, get a bunch of people some playing time, and do what you're supposed to do when you are a top team playing a an, an HBCU. That's what you need to do. Because we've had too many of those where we're not. So, all right. I believe we're done. I want to shout out a uh, friend of show Lewis and friend of show Kent for 
texting me and saying, hey, when's the new show dropping? Okay, here it is, gentlemen. Now back off. We'll be on next week. I also want to thank uh, we. Uh, I, I want to thank a new fan, but I realized I forgot to prep it. So he's probably watching this because we got fan mail. We did. Yeah. And it didn't even come to your email address. It's not. Ladies and gentlemen, email joshuajulian26 at outlook.com if you want to send us a question or send us fan mail. But this gentleman found me through my other work that I don't talk about on here, but maybe I mentioned it at one point or he searched me as a podcast host and he sent me an, a work email because he's in the same line of work. And I'll I'll talk about it more next week. But he said, hey, I when the Damon Stoudemire hire happened, I just searched Georgia Tech Athletics and your podcast came up. So we thank him for joining you. We thank however you found us. Tell us your story. We'll, we'll talk about it on the air, even if it's not interesting, because after all, we're Tech alum and fans. And it's not all about the sizzle. Sometimes it's, it's about the variables. But I've rambled on long enough. So email us. Uh, send us your questions. Tell us what you thought of the game. Uh, we'll we'll read as much as we can on the air. And if you know any Georgia Tech alum and fans who aren't listening to our show, let them know about it. It's a little over 30 minutes. We're hopefully are slightly entertaining and hopefully only slightly annoying. So for the guy who really holds the show together and brings you all the information, Joshua, I'm your slightly annoying host, Stephen. And we have one last question for you. What's the good word? 